Today, I'm joined by uh, Michael Siani, outfielder within the Cincinnati Reds organization for our first ever interview on the podcast. So, Mike, how you doing? I'm good, Ryan. Good, Ryan. Well, hanging in there. How are you? I'm doing all right. Just uh, just got done school finally, but you wouldn't know about that. So, but it's a relief. But uh, let's get to the interview. I'm excited to do this. Uh, so, Mike, how have you been holding up with the virus, and especially when it comes to still training and working out for for baseball? Yeah, I mean, um, it's been tough. You know, it hasn't. Uh, we've made made the best of it. I have my brother with me. He plays for. Uh, he's in the Pirates organization, so we've been able to work out together a little bit. Um, go outside and throw when we can, and then we have a cage that we have access to to hit at. But obviously, like you know, no live game situation stuff really, um, which sucks. But uh, uh, you know, we're trying to trying to make make the most of what we got. Yeah, it must be really weird, especially playing baseball like all year round since you were so young and then kind of going it's probably yeah, the longest it's gone without it. for sure yeah the longest the longest it's been without uh playing in the game yeah. yeah so uh when the virus like really first started to hit here and it kind of started getting crazy it was like right during spring training opening day was kind of around the corner for the major leagues so Kind of what was that like to be dragged away from your teammates and the organization in such a sudden manner? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, – we were about to get going with minor league spring training. Obviously, major league spring training was well underway and, and like, you know, getting into the heat of things and they were getting ready to go. So it was it was kind of weird. Um, I, had, I was kind of lucky enough to go a little bit early to spring training, so I'd been there for a little bit. So I did get some reps in. Uh, you know, like on a field and stuff like that. But there were a lot of minor league guys that showed up a day or two before they sent everybody home. So it was kind of just like, you know, we saw all the news that was going on. We saw the NBA had gotten canceled. So uh, we kind of figured that there was going to be some changes going on with us. You know, we didn't know what they were. Uh, we just kind of figured we wouldn't really be traveling to for any spring training game. games. We'd probably just be doing work at all. But we didn't really realize until the day before we were out of there that that something big was going to happen. And they brought everybody in for, you know, a full organizational meeting and, and kind of explained to us what the situation was um, and that, you know, we didn't really have too much of an option. Uh, they did give us the option to stay, uh, you know, in our zone and have limited access to the facility. But uh, that ended up getting getting changed a couple of days later when they realized that they couldn't even let anybody into the complex. You know, you kind of had no choice but to go home. Um, so that was kind of just how, you know, it happened really, really quick and, and happened all of a sudden. So obviously something that nobody expected, but kind of just had a roll with it. Well, have you, like, since then, I mean, I assume you've been in, like, contact with the organization, but any updates on – the minor league season ever getting underway? I mean, I've read some stuff that there's probably no chance that they're playing. And I mean, also, yeah. the minor league teams, they depend on the revenue, basically all comes from in, in-person in games. And it sounds like if there are any games potentially for baseball, again, it's going to be without the fans. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a weird situation. I, I there's, honest, there's honestly not like a definite answer out right now. But anything, I know they're talking, they're going on 
just like the whole scheduling, health and stuff like that with, with that situation. But uh, the minor league honestly hasn't really come up with a, with a decision yet. We've, I've been in contact with, with a lot of the Reds guys, um, staff, you know, other players and just, they're, they just want to check in and, and make sure, you know, everything's going all right. Everybody's healthy. Um, and kind of just staying in shape somewhat, just, just staying hot, you know, in case we do get the call, whenever that may be that, you know, something might be going on. Um, so it, it's kind of just a waiting game, I guess. And, and, uh, just taking it one day at a time. All right. Uh, so, but, before you were taken away, uh, spring training, like we were saying, was going on and whatnot. How do you feel that you've developed as a player over the past year since you got that full first season of minor league ball yeah. under your belt? You played, you played a few months during your like rookie season, but last year was your first full year. How do you feel that you've come along as a player since high school? Yeah, it was uh, first full season was definitely like a, a huge step uh, forward just playing. You know, in 140, I didn't play in all 140 games, but I played in most of them, 125, I think. So just, you know, being there all summer, being in the same place, having having that schedule, playing every day, you know, um, was definitely a huge step. I thought, you know, I, I didn't start off the year, like, ideally, like, very well, but um, as it as it went on and as, as I got going a little bit, it definitely um, got a lot better. And it was definitely like a, you know, a big transition. I obviously never played that many games before in one summer in my life. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a good experience and, and, uh, you know, we had a good time. So, uh, transitioning it in, into this past off season and, and getting ready for the spring, you know, I felt like I was in a good spot, um, just in shape and, and getting a little, which for another 140 games this year, obviously it doesn't look like it's going to happen. It, it already, we're already a little late on on the start of the season anyway, obviously, but, uh, you know, I was, I was excited, ready to go, you know, ideally, um, I was going to start in Daytona beach, um, in high A in in Florida, um, and then hopefully keep moving up, but, uh, you know, it's kind of on hold. Yeah. One thing that I have seen though, with kind of the, maybe the return to play for the MLB is that they might up the roster size from 25 yeah. to maybe like 40 to 50 guys just in case someone gets sick or all like the anything could happen at this point. Have have you like heard anything about that? And if, yeah, if, do you have so, like a chance to crack that maybe? So what I've heard is um, they're going to up because it's usually a 25 man in the big leagues. So they're going to up that from what I've heard. I mean, this isn't like definite or anything but from what i've heard they're going to up it to 30 to 30 ish guys in the big league dugout on on the uh big league team and then they're going to have an extra however many guys waiting on hold if if anybody gets hurt and if something happens they can just go right up to to the big league team um i i don't know if i'll be in that group of extra guys i don't know what kind of guys they want in that group. I don't know if they want some older experienced guys. I don't know if they want young, I, like, you know, there's a lot of question marks, but yeah. um, hopefully I get the call and get to go out there. Cause otherwise it doesn't look like I'm playing anytime soon. So um, again, it's just like a waiting game just to see. Yeah. I, I was watching MLB network the other day and across the bottom, they were running like top prospects for organizations. And I saw your name as the sixth for the reds. So I was kind of thinking, like, teams like might want to get their top five to ten prospects on that 
extra roster. So kind of you're still yeah. on the team, you're around baseball, and you're getting the chance to get live live at bats, live yeah. live reps field as well. So that's that'd be something cool that we could uh, maybe keep an eye out for going forward. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that'd be at this point that's ideal. That would be great. But yeah, um, just kind of wait and see, play it by ear. Yeah. So, uh, so what is like the daily life like for a minor league player? Uh, usually, uh, we'll have seven o'clock games uh, every night. Besides, besides Sundays, and there's some random day games, uh, you know, thrown in the schedule. But uh, seven o'clock uh, day game at night. So we would get to the field, depending on if we had a lift or not. Um, if we'd have lived through there at 11 or 12 in, in the morning, just getting working before everything gets started. Um, no lift, we're there 1, 1.30, uh, go and get something to eat, um, get changed, just go through any uh, stretching or, or work in the training room that you got to get done. Uh, you do some early hit before we go out and stretch. Um, so my day would be, you know, going in, getting some early work in the cage, grab grab a bite to eat, um, and then stretch would usually be at 3 to 3.30 in the afternoon outside. Uh, go do that. Go through defensive work outside, um, infield, outfield possibly, and then full BP on the field. Uh, that'll take us to like 5 o'clock-ish. Uh, and then the away team will, will go do the same thing. Uh, we'll come in at 5 o'clock. I'll grab another bite to eat. Uh take a shower, uh, go into the training room and, and get work done, you know, wh- whatever I need. Um, chill out a little bit, grab you know, some TV. The guy, mm-hmm. and usually I'm out, get get dressed, put on uniform. I'm outside in the dugout like 6, 640. Um, we've stretched at 645, you know, throw my cleats on and, and get loose. Game's at 7. Um, usually probably two and a half, three hour game minimum, uh, get done, shower, grab another bite to eat. Uh, I'm out of the stadium at 11, 1130. And then same thing every day. Yeah. It seems pretty, uh, pretty busy day. And especially going from small city, small city, living in, living in hotels away from all your family as a 19, 20 year old kid. It's definitely a big adjustment you had to go through. Yeah. It's, it's uh I mean I definitely got used to it my first my first season. Um my first short season I was away for a few months playing. So that kinda of prepared me for, for the full season of, of being away and, and being away from home and you know, of course I would like to be home and, you know, live with my family, but you know, it's part of what I signed up for and I, I knew that going in. So um, you know, I'm okay with it. I you know, I don't mind being on my own. I like being with the guys and you know, it's you know, an experience that you know, not a lot of people that, they, that they've gone just trying to enjoy it um, and just keep playing. Yeah, and, and at the same time, if if you weren't with the Reds, you'd be down in Virginia. So it's not like you're you were at LaSalle or something close to right. home. Anyway. Yeah. Either way, you're making that sacrifice of going away, but this time you're just getting paid for it uh, faster. So sure. it's, a but, little, uh, it's a little bit better. <laughs> so being part of the Reds organization. They've had great outfielders like Ken Griffey Jr., Jay Bruce, Adam Dunn, Billy Hamilton. Pretty good, solid line of guys who've played there over the years since the 2000s began. 
do you feel that you can kind of carry on that tradition of having good outfield play in Cincinnati in the future? Uh, for sure. I mean, we have a lot of guys around the complex um, during spring training, even come visit um, our affiliates during the year that, you know, have played in the big leagues. Um, guys like Eric Davis and Barry Larkin that have been around it. So they're, they're there to help us out a lot and uh, just, just give us tips on, on certain situations and, and kind of what to do and, and how to go about things. Um, so, you know, ideally um, I'm, I'm part of that group eventually in the big leagues and, and, you know, being a big help in the big leagues producing and, and uh, just keeping that line of outfield play going um, and all around. I mean, a lot, we have a lot of guys in the, in the system right now that can really play. I mean, our, the big league team looks good right now. They, they've made some trades and some changes. Um, so, you know, a lot of young guys, um, you know, working hard to, to get up to the big leagues and, and you know, it's, it's competitive right now. So, you know, nothing, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, so last question of kind of the interview segment before we get to some more fun stuff. Projecting an MLB player's debut is never really like an exact science, but I'm sure you're in constant communication with the organization. Kind of, do you have like a goal or target date for when your eventual MLB debut could possibly be? Um, I mean, I'm greedy, so I would have liked to say this year or next year. Uh, obviously, that might change a little bit with everything going on. Um, but they, they, you know, they talk to us about how they see us, you know, moving up each level a year, and and you know, if you're really performing, you know, you're skipping levels, you're 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 heading up, you know, on the fast track to the big league. So, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I was, I was greedy. So, you know, 2021 would have been great. Um, you know, it's still a possibility next year on how everything goes with this situation. You know, 2022, you know, um, you know, at that point would, would be, uh, ideal. Yeah. I, f- I just feel like, like all organizations kind of, with all sports, their guys are kind of going to be getting a year pushed back. I mean, yeah, look at I mean, like football doesn't start on time. Like all the rookie quarterbacks who are supposed to come in and play, that could get pushed back. Like yeah. NBA draft, we don't know when that's going to be. Those top guys, so it's all kind of. I mean, there's so many different effects of this virus, and sports is definitely one of the things that's kind of For being sure. artist. Yep college sports too honestly too yeah exactly yeah like if you really think about it like the top kind of prospects like going for college basketball coming up in this this season that if there's if school gets canceled in the fall they're not gonna be able to go pra- to practice or anything and they might just right. wind up going right to the draft not even playing in college so yeah you see a lot of guys going to the g league too so yeah. the g league contracts i mean it's i think that might be one of the reasons different. why yeah because they're like, all right, the future over there is in limbo. We don't know what's going on. Let's let's go get paid and still be able to play at the same time. So yeah, I mean, I definitely think about was in that situation. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna do a little more fun segment here. It's a kind of a get to know you for people who don't really. So, who is your favorite sports team? Eagles. Eagles. It's an easy one. Uh, favorite food? Uh, I like, I like, like steak. Um, I'm, I'm a sushi guy too. I like a lot of sushi. So I'll say those two. All right. Uh, how about your favorite vacation spot? Um, um, when I was a kid, we used to go to South Florida 
uh, Fort Lauderdale area. And then I, I like going anywhere in California too. All right. Um, how about your favorite memory playing baseball? Um, I got to play senior year of high school. I got to play with my two younger brothers. They were both on the team. So all three of us got to be on, on the team together. So that was probably, probably the best uh, memory I got. Yeah, that's a pretty cool story. Uh, if you weren't a baseball player, what would you want to do for your career? Uh, I've always been a sport, being a sports analyst or like a broadcaster. Um, not even just for baseball, just in general. I mean, I, I like a lot of different sports. I'm kind of a, uh, you know, interested in, in a bunch of different things. So, any type of any type of analyst on TV or or just a, a reporter, broadcaster, something like that. That's the cool thing about being a professional athlete is kind of you make those connections with those people throughout your baseball career where if you still want to stay involved in the game right. you can you can do that after your career so yeah i mean i've seen a lot of guys do it um mm-hmm. just like you know ex-players that that have made connections and, and we've gone right into areas like that which is pretty cool yeah all right uh we're gonna do a little little philly sports segment being a, a philadelphia kid who would you rather have as the, your quarterback, Nick Foles or Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz, riding with him all the way. Not, not foot long, not taking him. I mean, listen, he he was great uh, for that time that he was with us, but franchise QB, uh, uh, you know, Carson, and uh, I think I think he can he can with with the right amount of weapons around him. Um, he can do some damage. I mean, I, he could have already won an MVP easily without before the injury. Um, I see him. I see him being in contention for it this year, even though I just saw the odds for the MVP came out, and he's not even on the list, which is you know concerning since Dak, Dak Prescott's number three. But I won't get into that. Do you think? Uh, do you think Foles has a chance to get his jersey retired, even though? I mean, he won the Super Bowl, but he only played here a handful of years. Considering there's a statue outside the link, I mean, I think that, that there's a chance that they might just because of the Super Bowl and, and everything that happened. Um, I feel like they should wait to do that, though, until after Carson's done, because that would kind of be a, Living a in little the bit of a, yeah, a little bit awkward if, if that's going on as Carson's trying to want, win a Super Bowl. But we'll see what they do. All right. Uh so wearing your Sixers hat, who do you think the Sixers should have picked Brandon Ingram over Ben Simmons? No, not, not at all. No, I mean Brandon Ingram's good. I think he can, he can, you know, ISO it and and, and get himself a bucket. But I, I think overall Ben's a, a better fit here, just just because of he can do a lot of different things. I mean, he can easily win Defensive Player of the Year. The lead, you know, be top of the league in assists and steals. Um, he can drive the ball. Uh, obviously, like the shots are working progress, but it's gotten a little bit better since he got here. And if he can develop it a little bit more, I think he's. I mean, he's already an all star, but he can be MVP caliber. Yeah, that's. Uh, I feel like Simmons and Wentz are kind of go hand in hand, where there's. It gets so much slander and like disappreciation from kind of. I mean, yeah. they love fans love them, but then they hate them. Like, 
they're kind of hand in hand. They get kind of get treated the same. But moving on to baseball, growing up as a Phillies fan, what do you think was the most valuable piece of that Phillies core run from 2007 to 2011? Yeah, this is this is a tough one. Um, I thought about this a little bit, but um, I'm gonna say Jimmy Rollins. I gotta explain it though because he obviously like. You know, he hit and he was he was great hitter, just like Chase Utley was, just like Ryan Howard was. But he did so much at shortstop to to kind of tie up everything that went on. Um, so I think that's who I'm going to go with. I mean, it's really hard to hit 20 trips to steal 30 bags. And, he, uh, you know, he did so many different things that I'm going to say him just because he was consistent for those four or five years, even even before 2007, a little bit. He was there. Um, yeah, it's a tough question, but I'm going to say him. Yeah, I mean, being a perennial like gold glove and silver slugger award kind of caliber player, he was definitely definitely one of the those big the big three of him, Howard, yeah. and Utley kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, you could for sure make an argument for Utley and Howard easily, but yeah. I don't know. I That's what I'm going to go with. I think I would have picked Utley because I just feel like he was kind of like the heart and soul of the team yeah. where they kind of ran through him, like if he was doing well. But but also the most dominant player I think you had in that era was Howard. Howard yeah. the, the Achilles tear. Yeah. And it kind of went downhill after that. But So who? last question, who is your favorite Philadelphia athlete of all time? Um, so I got... Between six or seven in Pittsburgh, that was that was awesome. Um, Wait, Mike, could you could you start over? You kind of cut out there. Yeah, so uh, I got two two athletes. Ryan is he was always one of my favorites to watch for kid, just because he would you know hit home runs and and. Uh, watching him in the home run derby in, in Pittsburgh. I forget what year it was. It was either 2006, 2007. Um, he won that. And um, I, I thought that was pretty cool. And, and I was, I mean, seven, eight years old uh, when he just started getting going. So, you know, he was my guy. And then the other one, I didn't really see a lot of them in person, but I still watch his highlights all the time. Allen Iverson. And, um, I just think he he was he was awesome when he was in Philly for the Sixers and you know single-handedly brought them to the finals. Um, so I, he, he's you know he's my guy. He's he's no, always been no love for no love for Foles again. I'm upset. Yeah, tough, tough. I mean, he is he is the man, but. I can't. I can't put him on the all-time list. Yeah, he, he wasn't in Philly long enough to, for me to put him yeah. on the all-time list. All right, uh, that'll do it with our questions. Before we wrap this up, I saw you post on Instagram today about uh, Quick Ball USA. Do you kind of want to talk about that for a little bit, just to get yeah. that out? Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's basically like just a league that that's been going on around here mostly. And it, it's kind of a substitute for T-ball. So it's it's basically you can coach pitch the ball to, to real young kids and, and get them going 
um, with, you know, running the bases and, and having them see a ball out of the hand instead of a tee, obviously. Um, and it's kind of exploded a little bit to where, you know, in this situation, a lot of kids can't can't really go out and play baseball and leagues this spring. All, all their spring seasons are canceled and summer is not looking promising right now. So uh, we kind of connected with them, my brother and I, and um, gave away a bunch of, of, of their bats and, and balls that they have uh, just to a lot of little kids in the local area. Uh, so we like promoted it through their their Facebook or their Instagram Um and we got, you know, some videos and, and, and pictures from uh, this past weekend um, of just a lot of the kids that were there that get some, some stuff to, to bring home and be able to play in their backyard, you know, even though they can't really go out into their, to their little league field and play right now. So it was cool to, to see them happy and, and them, you know, getting something positive out of, out of the situation. So that's kind of how we, we – that was kind of our goal out of it. Good stuff. It's yeah. good to see you kind of giving back at such a such a young age, kind of helping out the the next generation of, of yeah. kids in the neighborhood. Yeah, it was good. I mean, we're trying to spread it, you know, as much as we can, just to try to get as yeah. many kids around the country as we as we can involved. You know, I have buddies in Pro Bowl that are from a bunch of different places around the country. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to get them involved and get them um, the supplies to, to give out to the kids that that are from where they are. Yeah, being so close to Philadelphia, too, hopefully the work can maybe spread down to the Phillies organization. I know I know that would be awesome for the community down there as well. So Yeah, for sure. All yeah. right, Mike, thanks for uh, hopping on. I appreciate it, and yeah, I hope you sure. stay, stay safe, buddy, and go Reds. Yeah, go Reds. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Michael. Right. For sure. Sure.